0: Welcome in to another edition of Locked on Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight?
1: I'm doing alright. a little bit of a rough day for us, though. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's kind of the opposite of last week, right? Um, Titans got a big win last week. Nobody expected them to get. Today, they were picked by pretty much everybody to win and go to Buffalo to lay an egg. So we'll talk all about it here coming up. Before we do that, I remind you that we write for musicitymiracles.com where we cover the Titans for SB Nation. Check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. Terry's at T FB. Follow the podcast account at Locked On Titans, and you can get the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just search out Locked On Titans, and you will find us there. All right. So the Titans were a pretty heavy favorite heading into Buffalo, coming off of three big wins. We talked last week about the you know fact that this could be a little bit of a letdown game um after like i said the three big wins two division wins you know in all three of those games titans were underdogs and and all that good stuff um but you know the bills are not good so the titans shouldn't have any problem going up there and winning especially if you saw the offense looked like it finally started to click last week and then somehow we felt we fell back into the what seemed like the mike Mullarkey, terry robinsky days uh today where the offense just kept shooting itself in the foot couldn't get anything going um, just just kind of bad all the way around. And, and look, when you play the way that they played an offense today, you have to win the turnover battle. And that's the thing the Titans have been so good at the last couple of weeks is, is taking care of the football. Turned the ball over three times today, two fumbles, an interception. Uh, Bill's got points off of two of those three, so ten points off of three Titans turnovers. And, you know, when you lose the game 13-12, that's obviously the difference. So a lot to, to break down. Uh, we'll start with the offense, and, you know, I, the the thing that I think is the most frustrating is Marcus Mariota hits Nick Williams on what should have been a, a touchdown that would have won the game, and Nick Williams just kind of lets it go through, right through his hands, and it's just kind of been a theme this year, and, you know, Terry and I have, if you've paid attention to us at all, you know, that we're huge Marcus Mariota fans, fans, we're defending him against all these random people on Twitter that don't actually watch Titans games, don't know what's been going on, but if we get into these types of games, and you you look at Mariota's numbers: fourteen of twenty six, one hundred twenty nine yards, no touchdowns, and interception. And you know, here are these people come again—the the, the marks Mariota detractors. And, and granted, his stat line wouldn't have been that much better. He's he's fifteen of twenty six for what one hundred and fifty yards and a touchdown, and interception if he catches that ball. But the Titans win, and the the conversation is just a little bit different. So it, it it's just frustrating when. You know, you, you've got a quarterback that we feel like has the ability to do a lot of things, but he gets less help than any than any quarterback in the league. At least it feels like, um, and it's just it, it's just a constant theme week in and week out. And until the Titans can get some kind of consistency there, they're just not going to have any type of consistent offense.
1: Yeah, he I, he does get the least amount of help. You know, I tweeted that and. I, I took some heat from Bills fans, and, and I understand. Well, it, Bills don't have any receivers either. Both skill positions are bad. Titans have Corey Davis, who's great. Look behind Corey Davis. You're talking Taywon Taylor, Tajay Sharp, and then you've got Nick Williams and Darius Jennings. That's just embarrassing. Uh, you, you know, no no NFL team is really going to put up huge numbers with those two. You know, we saw. Last week, uh, Corey Davis went off. That's great. What happens when Corey Davis is blanketed by Tr- Tr- Davis White today? Uh, I think you saw that. So, Titans just didn't have any options to come open. Uh, didn't attack down the field. Uh, didn't really even attack in the intermediate. So, couldn't find anything uh, to really get going in the past game. Uh, Marcus Mariota, through all of the crap, uh, did enough to win the ball game and then that's not real impressive I I understand that's a game the Titans should have won today uh you know you take away one of the mistakes uh maybe the uh the, the pick where Nick Williams which by the way that's totally on Nick Williams you know you, you've got to bring that route flatter uh you don't want to take that up the field I think Marcus Mariota thought that was going to happen it didn't happen defender jumped it and that, that's pretty easy so Nick Williams has to win inside leverage there uh, but you know you've got that you've got the Taiwan fumble early on which gave the Bills their only touchdown or uh, or set them up close to the to the red zone there uh and then you've got the drop by Nick Williams there so it, you take away one of those mistakes Titans probably win this ball game but uh i, I think Jim Watt said it best you know you play poor you're going to get beat
0: yeah and, and that's the thing like they're they're having to count on Nick Williams and there's there's a lot of reasons for that um, you know they, they they just haven't had good success in, in the guys that they've brought in. Um, Richard Matthews decided to leave the team last week. I mean, all that stuff. We we obviously talked plenty about that. But yeah, that that route by Nick Williams on, on the Mario to pick. And again, I I know that like people you know say, oh, you're Marcus Mariota apologist and, and blah blah blah. But like, go watch that route. Like, I mean, seriously, it, it was one of the worst routes I've ever seen in in all of my days of watching NFL football. Because if you watch Nick Williams coming off the line, like he looks back twice before Mario throws the ball, almost like, hey, I'm just going to run out here and I, and I hope he doesn't throw me the ball. Like, and then when he throws it to him, like you said, I mean, he's got an easy path to win that inside. And he just kind of just, you know, wanders up the field. And it was clear, and, you know, Marcus went over to him after that and was, you know, basically, I mean, I don't know what he said to him, but you would hope it was something like, hey, you know, idiot, run the right route, like get inside there, get, you, you were open. We, we could have had a play there. Um, but it's just, it's that stuff week in and week out, and I think that's the most frustrating part about this is there's, there's potential with this quarterback, like you said, with Corey Davis, who was a stud, to, to, for an offense to be good, but you, you you have nothing outside of that, and even, like, the, the Taewon Taylor, we were talking about this before he came on a little bit, the Taewon Taylor target in the end zone. Like, I, f- I feel like he could have caught the ball. He just kind of turned his head the wrong way and then didn't turn back around to find the ball. I mean, that, that kind of seems to, to be an issue with him. I don't, I don't know what the deal is there, but the passing game is just, it's not there yet, and I, I don't I have concerns that it's ever going to be able to get there because, you know, coming into the season, we knew they had two weapons, Corey Davis and Delaney Walker. Well, Delaney Walker's done, and Jonathan Smith is apparently just a non-factor at best, I guess. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have to find something outside of Corey Davis in the passing game. They, they just they, they don't have anything right now, at least not anything that's consistent. And so that, that's going to be a problem for them. Um, you know, the running game was better today. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry, his numbers were good. Uh, 11 carries, 56 yards. You know, 5.1 yards per carry. That's obviously good. I, I get frustrated watching Derrick Henry run. Listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan, okay? So, like, you know, most of the Alabama fans are like, Derrick Henry giving the ball 30 times a game, times to win. I, I, I just, like, it, it hurts me to watch Derrick Henry run. Because he runs like he weighs, you know, 180 pounds. And he's, like, tiptoeing around out there and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, he had a good game today. And, you know, you were saying before we jumped on here, if they do give him the ball 20 times in this game, they might have won.
1: Yeah, he averaged over five yards to carry. So, you know, just do the math there. You you probably have a better offensive day if you go ahead and give him 20, 20 touches right there. Uh, on, on a day where the pass game wasn't working. But they seemed committed uh, to to the pass game, you know, despite its struggle. So th- that was interesting. But, it, yeah, Henry is just uh, just he's the most unique running back in the NFL. Uh, I th- you know, I, I think if he ran with convic- conviction, he'd be one of the scariest players in the NFL. But he doesn't. He just tippy-toes, and he's hesitant, and he won't hit the hole, and, and he won't go run over anybody. So uh, you're going to see just... Some some weird-looking runs out of him. He just seems seems really slow and, and, and hesitant. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. Uh, I really want him to be good. He's a he's a specimen, uh, one of the best athletes uh, in, in the NFL once he gets up to speed. The problem is getting him up to speed and getting him in daylight. So I, I just wonder if the Titans will work to get him uh, in, involved in space, which is weird to say because you don't really say that about a 6'3", 250-pound back. Um, but I thought he was better than Dion Lewis today. You know, that's the first time I've said that all year. Dion, for whatever reason, couldn't couldn't really get it rolling. But uh, Derrick Henry, uh, working through that big Bills front, did some nice things on the ground today. You uh, just wonder if, if if they can build on it. You wonder if they want to build on it because they do seem pretty connected to this passing attack.
0: Yeah, and you know, I said on Twitter that he just he runs so timid, Derrick Henry. And you know, Austin Stanley came back and said, "Well, it's because he doesn't know where he's going." And, and I mean, that kind of is what you're saying here. It's almost like he just doesn't trust what he sees. I mean, I don't know what the what the right terminology have is. Have a real for good that. feel
1: for it. Yeah, huh?
0: yeah, yeah. Just doesn't. I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of strange to watch, but he did have his best game, I think, of the season as far as you know, like a yards per carry average type deal. So I mean, that's that's something maybe that they can build on. But they, they need they need Dion Lewis to be. Active in the passing game, we we haven't really seen that yet to the to the extent that I thought we would by this point, um, you know. And so I mean, we'll see. Look, you know, they lost Taylor Lawan early in this game. You got Tyler Merritt out there playing, and you know he's a guy they cut in one on the team. But with all the injuries and stuff that, they, that they've had at tackle, uh, he's been forced into duty. So I mean, hopefully, I, I don't know. Lawan's got a foot injury that was apparently been a problem for a while now. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how all that plays out. Hopefully, Dennis Kelly's back next week. He looked like he was pretty close this week. So at least if if Lawan's not there, you should be able to have Kelly and Conklin next week. But I don't know. Just a lot of things. A lot, a lot of things that that they've got to work on. And I, I don't know. I, I thought the offense would be further along at this point. We talked about how it would take some time and, and that kind of stuff. But you know, we're five weeks in now, and they need to start clicking. But just kind of with all the the issues that we've listed so far, I don't know. I I, I think I have less confidence in this offense now than I have any point. And look, we're up and down, right? Every every week in the NFL, and, and you see this with every team. Uh, Mike, who writes for us at MCM, said on Twitter, "Look, we know the Chiefs and the Rams were good. I don't know what we know about anybody else." And so, I mean, they, I think the Titans fall into that category. I, I think that they they have some potential, but they have a lot of issues as well. And I think you see that with a lot of teams. Um, coming up, we're going to talk about the defense, who was actually you know pretty strong today, even though at times it didn't feel like that. Before we do that, we're going to talk about my bookie. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that my bookie has been sponsoring us. We highly recommend them. Um, where you bet is almost just as important as who you bet on. You want to bet somewhere that you know that when you win, you're going to get paid, and that's the whole thing at my bookie. You, you play, you win, you get paid. That's that's, that's their slogan. Um, They've been around for a long time. You can trust them, make a deposit there, win your money. You're going to be able to pull it out if if that's what you want to do. They have a special offer right now for Locked On listeners. If you're willing to make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they're going to not only match your deposit dollar for dollar if it's your first deposit, but they're also going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposit over $100. So you deposit $1,000, they're going to match it. $1,000 there, and you're going to get $25 on top of that. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when you make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time to take advantage of this offer. Uh, The other cool thing about MyBookie is that they have a great mobile site. You have to download an app. When you go from your phone, you can just do it. Just pull up your your MyBookie on there. It's all the same stuff that you would see if you were on a regular computer. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25. They're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar, plus you get the additional $25 free play. So, again, visit my bookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25. Take advantage of this offer. You play, you win, you get paid. So the defense today was good. And one of the things that I thought before I actually sat down and looked at the numbers was that the run defense didn't hold up. But it, the Bills did run for 144 yards, which that's a lot. But it was on 43 carries, so 3.3 yards per carry. Um, I, I think the frustrating part was there at the end when you knew they were going to be running. The Titans weren't able to stop it. But for the most part, they held up pretty well against the run, um, like I said, on the yards per carry average. They were good against the pass. I mean, Josh Allen had the, the touchdown run, but 10 of 19 for 82 yards – no touchdowns and interception, you know, if you would have told me before the game that that was going to be Josh Allen's line, I would have thought the Titans won pretty easily. So the defense, at least to this point, has been holding up its end of the bargain. And I think we probably had more questions about the defense than we did the offense coming in, but that's kind of flip-flopped through five weeks.
1: Yeah, Buffalo's bad on offense. They're they're okay on defense, um, but they're really bad on offense. I think what people are seeing on defense or are saying on defense is it's they couldn't, the Titans couldn't get to stop with the game on the line. Well uh, man, you know, look at, look at how this game developed. Look how many runs were, were thrown at them. They did so well, uh, to get to that point, you know, for the game to be on their shoulders. It, it was kind of ridiculous. Uh, the game should have never been on the defense right there. Uh, so I have no problem with how they held up. Um, you know, the Bills kind of telegraphed what they wanted to do. It's pretty clear they don't they don't trust Josh Allen to throw the football right now, uh, as you saw by his stat line. So you knew you were going to get a, a bunch of runs up the gut. Um, the Bills eventually wore them down. You know, the Titans defense couldn't get off the field when it counted. Uh, but again, I'm I'm not really going to going to put that on them. Bills one time possession by looks like almost seven minutes. So. Uh, they did all they could. They deserved a win today, but the offense couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I guess that's the game that they're going to play, uh, the Bills. You, you know, When you don't have a great quarterback, a good quarterback, maybe even you try to hide him a little bit. And so that's clearly what they're trying to do. But like you said, when you look at their touchdown drive, it was 47 yards, right, set up by the um, – I guess that was the – yeah, that was the Taewon Taylor fumble. On that one. And then the the first field goal that they got again was set up by, uh, that was the the Deion Lewis fumble. So seven plays, 27 yards on that field goal. And then you had the, um, like I said, 11 plays, 47 yards on a touchdown. So if you, if you can take away the turnovers, which obviously you can't do. But the, the defense played well enough for the Titans to win. I mean, uh, in the NFL, if you, if you only give 13 points, you, you should win. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's the thing that, you know, when you look at the, all these games around the league and all these offenses and, and what they're able to do, um, you need to be able to score points. The Titans obviously weren't able to do that today. But it wasn't really the defense's fault. I, again, I, I think the frustrating part was – the fact that, it, it really, at the end of the game, on that last drive, you knew they were going to start a run, run up the clock, and the, and the Titans didn't do a good job of stopping them. It felt like the Bills had the ball the whole game. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just you know just a product of the offense being bad or, or whatever it was, but there there were times where it was like, okay, the Titans' offense hasn't been on the field. I don't understand what's going on here, but it wasn't that big of a, of a disparity. But you know, they, they weren't able – they didn't get a lot done in, in, in the pass rush department today, which was a little bit disappointing. But, again, the Bills didn't throw a lot, and they weren't taking the the deep drops and that kind of stuff. But I I really thought this would be a game where the Titans were going to be able to get ahead, and then you were going to see that pass rush show up like it has the last couple of weeks. And the game script just didn't play out that way. So it's hard to draw too many conclusions about all that kind of stuff because of that. I mean, what we saw, Jarrell Casey's still a stud. I mean, he's out there making plays he he's out there wrecking the game um you saw that, but you know you didn't you just didn't see many of the other guys show up in this game, so that was a little bit frustrating, but I don't know how many other takeaways we can have in just a game that was kind of ugly, and like I said, the defense played well enough to win, but they didn't you know with the exception of the uh Dory jackson interception, didn't really have that one, you know, game-changing play that maybe could have flipped the game around on a day where the offense was struggling.
1: And they missed Wesley Woodyard, you know, big yeah. in that fourth quarter uh, on, on that last drive, you know, really all day. Uh, he's their, one of the best defensive players on the team. Uh, so on Brown and, and Rashawn Evans were tasked with with filling in. you know, that showed up on that final drive, so they needed that veteran out there. I uh, thought it, it tested their depth at, at linebacker. You know, you take 45 carries up the gut, uh, you're going to wear down. So, uh, and that's what happened at the end of the game. So, I, you should mention uh, Kenny, Kenny Vicaro too. Uh, good, right. good run-stuffing safety, a uh, strong safety role uh, was out today, and it's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So, they never made a move there. Never signed another safety. Uh, I'm not sure how how the other guys played in that in that position, but clearly uh missing those two guys against this particular offensive attack uh didn't do the titans any favors but again uh the guys that did play played really well enough to win uh so this was kind of a tough one to take yeah
0: and that's, that I think that's the frustrating thing is when you feel like it, at least you know one side of the ball played well enough to win and you know you didn't even need the offense to be great just make a couple of plays here and there again if Nick Williams catches the ball, it's a completely different conversation. Um, so that, that that's kind of, I guess, the most frustrating thing Takeaway take away from this. All right, coming up, we will look ahead a little bit. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about Vivid Seats. Uh, you know, Vivid Seats, again, is sponsoring the podcast a little bit. Uh, if you want to go see the Titans play, VividSeats.com is a great place to do that. Uh, we all love a night out or being able to go check out the Titans game, whatever it may be. Vivid Seats. You can attend the the game, the concert, the show, whatever it is, uh, of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort it by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive twenty dollars off of two hundred dollars or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On. For $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer to Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest tickets, theater tickets and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off $200 or more as a new customer to Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, so the Titans, you know, now at 3-2, and two, uh, I mean, I guess the good thing is Jacksonville lost today, so you didn't lose any ground in the division. Technically, he still lead the division with um, you know the, the Colts losing on Thursday night, and the Texans, as of this recording on Sunday night, are, are tied with the uh, Cowboys. So the, the Titans, you know, when you when you wake up Monday morning, the Titans are still you know technically going to be in first in the division. That's a good thing. But again, you, you just feel like you missed a golden opportunity on a day where the Texans lose. I mean, the, the Jaguars lose. To you know, really have that full game advantage over them for them uh, in a game where you, you know the Jaguars like <laughs> if you want to if you want to feel better about your about this team if you want to feel better about where they are just go watch the Blake <laughs> Bortles highlights from the game against the Chiefs you know it'll it'll make you smile uh, on a day where you, you probably need something to, to be happy about um, Blake Bortles did the things that Blake Bortles does uh, so but again it, it's just frustrating because. You know, Titans had an opportunity here to again have really—I mean, what basically amounts to a two-game lead, uh, but to have a game lead in the loss column over the Jaguars if they can just—you know—just just get this win in Buffalo with the Jaguars losing to the Chiefs. But weren't able to take advantage of that, and so now you know we talked about the schedule lightening up a little bit. We thought that this would be you know an easy win, and you can you can beat Baltimore, and then you got the London game to deal with after that. Obviously, we we have to change the conversation here a little bit. But look at it. They're three and two after five weeks. If you had given us, you know, the kind of the scenario of everything that would happen before the even started, we would have taken three and two and run with it. Now we probably would have thought it would have it would have come a little bit differently. But you know, you, you basically you win a game. We talked about how last week against the Eagles they were playing with house money. You win that game, so you basically you basically stolen one now you you've kind of given that game back with this loss to buffalo and you just hope that you know, i just I, I had the miami game last year kind of bouncing through my head you know a game that we looked back at the end of the year and thought you know man if they if they could have won that game they would have at least been able to host a playoff game they would have won the afc south this just feels like a game that that's going to come back and haunt the titans a game that they should have won a game against a team that's not going to make the playoffs, you know, is in the bottom half of the league. I don't know. I just feel like we're going to be, you know, come late December, we're going to be looking back at this game, and it's going to have a major effect on where they finish up.
1: Yeah, somebody pointed this out. It felt like the the Cardinals game from last year, you know, where the defense just kind of stood on their head all day and the offense did absolutely nothing. And, you know, the Titans left Arizona with a loss to Blaine Gabbert. So, uh, it felt a lot like that today. Uh, but yeah, now you're staring in the face three really 50-50 games. Uh, you know, Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys, uh, those could go either way. Now, I could see it making an argument for the Titans winning each of those games. I could make an argument for the Titans losing each of those games. So, uh, then you've got New England after that, who, uh, shocker, seems to have righted the ship and, and figured everything out once again. So, um... Schedule did lighten up a little bit. Uh, The Jaguars and the Eagles are are two of the NFL's best. But uh, Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys, nothing to scoff at. So this passing game is going to have to be figured out pretty quick. Uh, Ravens got Jimmy Smith, number one cornerback, back uh, this week. So uh, I'm already looking at at that matchup with Corey Davis. And and considering how little help Corey Davis got among his receivers, uh, that could spell trouble for the Titans next Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing right there is regardless of who they play, and we saw it today, right, if the if this passing game is not better, they're going to struggle to win games. You're going to have to be almost perfect uh, to win games. And, again, I just – I really – this was the reason that we wanted Malarkey and Rubisky out, right, because we didn't want to have to watch this, you know, such a thin margin of, of error or for error that, that they had last year. You didn't want to have to play that game again. But it feels like that's back to where they are. And in, until we really see them take that step forward that we thought they took forward last week, so it was like two steps forward, at least one step back, um, until we really see them take that step forward, we're, we're just going to be kind of playing on this edge where if you have you know two turnovers in a game, you're probably going to lose. And listen, that that's oversimplification, and, you know, you, you could say that's true for, for pretty much any NFL team, uh, that, it, that if you lose a turnover battle, you're going to lose the game. But the best teams can overcome that with their offense, and the Titans are just not there yet. Hopefully they will be, but, again, I don't know. I mean, do you I, – I just I, – I think the – I don't know if I've been tr- fooling myself uh, with, with what I thought maybe that they could do but with this lack of weaponry, the Titans have at least from the from the pass catching standpoint. I, I just I don't know if they're going to get to a point this season where they're not going to have to be. They're not going to be winning every turnover margin to win a game.
1: Yeah, the, the pass catchers not named Corey Davis are going to have to grow up right in a yeah. hurry. Um, but you know, you look at this week. We said it all last week. It's a trap game. Uh, so and it played out just perfectly. Now, you saw the mistakes. You saw them kind of come out flat. Uh, right off the bat, Taylor and Taylor fumbles, uh, and the Bills punch it in. So you're digging out of a hole all day, to take your first lead in the fourth quarter. So it, it just had all the ingredients, you know, traveling all the way up uh, north in, in New York. Uh, it was just that perfect situation that you see all the time in the NFL. So – I, I, for whatever reason it, it just happens you know it, it just happens and i know a lot of people aren't going to like that answer um but I'm, I'm not gonna jump off the deep end quite yet it, it just it just happens you see it happens to the best of teams um you saw this happen to the vikings the same buffalo team came to their house and, and crushed them so uh sky isn't falling yet uh like you said still first in the division uh but you're seeing some clear issues that need to be ironed out
0: yeah, that's the thing. I mean, not to get you know too overly negative here. At the end of the day, they're three and two. They're winning the division. Um, you know, there there have been some very good things that we've seen this year, but there's also just kind of causes for concern. But at the end of the day, you know, Blake Bortles is not their quarterback, so things could be worse. Again, if you need to feel better, just go watch some of the highlights from the the, the play where he bounces a, a pass <laughs> off of his alignment's head. It's, it's so it's so much fun. And he still threw anyway. for
1: 400. Yeah, he threw. That was I mean, the that, perfect Bortles oh, game gosh. right there. Yeah,
0: that's that's perfect Blake Bortles. Um, you you want to have him on your fantasy team, but you definitely don't want him to be your life quarterback. So, yeah, go watch that. Like I said, it'll make you feel better. And, again, at the end of the day, look, th- things are, are, are going to get easier, at least from a schedule Concept um, injuries. I don't know. Like I said, we'll have to see what happens with Taylor Lewan. They're, they're going to be in a better situation if he can't go next week with Dennis Kelly than they were today uh, with Merritts out there. But you know that that's obviously something to watch because the, the, this team is just different without him out there. So that that's something to look at. But through five weeks, first in the division, all that kind of stuff. So it's not like the the complete sky is falling. But there are some things that they're going to have to get fixed if they are going to be a legitimate contender. Um, so that'll do it for tonight for us. Uh, keep it on like I said, dot We'll have some more on this game, and then obviously a lot more leading up to the matchup against the Ravens this week. So check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jim Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert uh, Podcast account at Locked On Titans, and just wherever you get your podcast, search out Locked On Titans. Subscribe. Get the newest episode as soon as, as soon as they are available. So for Sari, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked on Titans, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.